Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Dreamer K podcast. Today we have somebody from Richmond on. Um, Ace, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, what's going on? I'm Ace. Uh, I'm a musician and show promoter in Richmond, Virginia. That's awesome. Uh, man, I, f- I feel like there's like so many things to ask you about because I always see you on my uh, Twitter timeline, either uh, ah. people like retweeting you or favoriting your tweets. So like I, I don't follow you, but I probably should. But I literally see you like every day. Well, I, you know, high visibility is uh, conducive to success in what I'm doing. So I'm glad that's working out. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, you have a or well, there's a show tonight in Richmond, right? Yes, there is. Uh, it's uh, you know, a couple hours. Um, uh, like before. Yeah, it's uh, it's the last show with this venue that's been around here uh, for a long time, and it, it's a bit of an odd thing because this venue has been probably like five or six different things. Um, it is just the last one for this particular inception, which I guess has been around for like about ten years. It might reopen up to something else. Um, don't want to necessarily get my hopes up, but I've heard some rumors that you know some people are interested. But uh, yeah, so that that's going on, um, and it's a, a record release for a couple bands. It's uh, you know it's it's a pretty big event overall. I've seen some people traveling from like out of state and stuff coming for it and everything. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually read the the statement that you put out about the, the venue closing. Oh uh, yeah. And um, I, I thought it was cool for you to actually like, speak out and kind of um, speak your piece about the venue for the, the uh, for your scene out there. What made you feel well, um, the need to come out and do that? Yeah, well, the reason I, I felt like I needed to do that is that, and I and I really uh, it kind of like even hit more home yesterday for me is that um, I, you know, that's been kind of like the headquarters for Richmond Hardcore, like for it's you know opening but a lot of the younger people that are around now haven't been around for like a decade so they don't know what it was like prior to that location being open and there was a year here uh where the only place you could really play a show that wasn't was that like a diy space set up by some people on the scene uh they've reopened that space as of i guess a couple years ago um but uh at that you know, 10 years ago, you can only play this warehouse or you had to play like a, like a, probably like a 500 cap venue. There wasn't really like anything in between. And a lot of the younger people here, they haven't, they haven't had like to experience, you know, like a shortage of locations. We have like so many venues that we're lucky, um, and like all different like shapes and sizes, but this one's kind of like the perfect size. Um, so I kind of felt like the need to be like, Hey, like, uh, you know, like, pretty much don't worry like you know and it's like i mean as a community you're gonna have to like you know as a member of this community you're gonna have to you know like put in like your work where you can and like you know like make things happen for everybody else um but uh you know at the same time like i, I try to look at the silver lining you know uh i think having this space open um i'm, I'm terrible at saying no <laughs> so when bands have hit me up that maybe you know either like I shouldn't put my energy into booking or somebody else shouldn't put their energy into booking. We're having friends that it was so easy just to like set the show up. But then like when you have like four or five hardcore shows in like, like one, you know, like smaller city or like medium sized city, like a month, like people get kind of like burnt out on it. And I, now I feel like it'll kind of like cut back to like one or two a month and people will kind of like care more about what they're getting. 
um, instead of it just kind of always being readily available. And I was doing an interview with somebody else, like a local paper yesterday, and this, like, it was a younger girl, and she was like, a lot of my friends, like, feel like stuff, like, is dying out. And I was like, I feel like the reason they feel that way is just because this venue is closing. But otherwise, you have bands from here that release records this year, next year, like, you know, there's ample other venues and stuff. So I just kind of like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like people kind of just need the reassurance that, like, things are going to be okay. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing um, when, like, uh, the fact that, like, oversaturation um, could be, like, a, a problem for a scene. Because, yeah. um, like, growing up, that's all I wanted to do was go to shows. Like, I, I used to wish oh, there yeah. was, like, a show, like, every day. But the same way. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's kind of weird to see um, the fatigue, but I, I definitely get it. I, I think it's cool that um, you could kind of spread things out and, I guess, like make these um, hardcore shows uh, more special since they won't be so frequent. Yeah. Well, I think one thing, too, is that this, it's like, it's like when you have a lot of options, you have people, in my, this is my personal opinion, you have people that are like kind of getting nuanced with stuff. They kind of get niche with what they're into. They're like, all right. Well, I'm only showing up if bands on this label are playing or that, that kind of sound like this. Like you get kind of like an even like a micro, like a micro genre within a subgenre kind of thing going. And that's what I think was happening here a little bit where I like this is again, me personally, I felt like certain people weren't showing up unless like certain bands were playing as opposed to like, you know, like, like a lot of places, like a lot of scenes don't have the luxury of like picking and choosing. It's like, if there's a hardcore show going on and you're into hardcore, you just go. Whereas like here, because hardcore is, is so big, um, it's like such like a big thing in Richmond, like like kind of like normal people sort of like know what it is. Uh, you have kids that are kind of like, uh, like if, if band A or B or C is playing, I'm going. But if like something like them or them isn't playing, then I, I'll skip this one. And there's going to be another one next week. And, and literally it would be like, you know, I, there's been days here where there's been like, uh, like this sounds kind of like wild, but there's been like four hardcore shows in a row, like a Friday through Monday type thing. And like, you know, people also, it's like, that gets expensive for some people too. Like, um, you know, if you're selling out like 10 bucks a pop, like at, you know, at minimum, you know, like by the end of the weekend, like said 40 bucks, sometimes stuff's more expensive than that could get, you know, even higher. So I, I kind of get it. It's going to take a little pressure off me for the time being. Nonetheless, I still do hope Strange Matter reopens up to something else. And um, do you do like a lot of booking in Richmond? Yeah, I do. Um, like I don't, I don't know how many I've done this year. I know by the end of the year there'll probably there'll be have been about forty hardcore hardcore oriented shows that have happened here because I keep like a ledger and like a tally of like how many people come and stuff because I want things to grow and I want to know that like attendance is up from the year before and stuff but um i would say i've done i probably had my hand in about a third of those um so i generally have at least one thing going on a month uh like let's see this month i have this show that's going on today last month i did uh, an edge day show um i don't know if i had anything in september august uh you know i i did like uh like a sanction here tonight, like regulate, like my band breakaway show. So like it's, I generally have something I like. I'm something I'm, Oh, I did like a candy house show this month. I don't know. I forget everything. There's so much that I just, I kind of forget sometimes, but I, I do do a lot. 
Yeah. In reading your statement, I, I thought it was pretty interesting that you actually had that uh, number of uh, 30 shows um, that have been um, or that have happened in Richmond. And yep. like I, I've never um, actually thought about uh, like shows happening in my area, like in that perspective, just because right. um, out here in Southern California, there's like like always shows going on. So I've never actually stopped to think like the actual amount that come through. So when I read the number 30, I was like, that's interesting. I've never yeah. um, seen anybody actually like calculate it and like actually keep track like that. I think also y'all travel. Like uh, I feel like in Southern California, I'm about to go there next Friday actually to play some shows for the weekend. But I feel like out there people travel a little farther there are a lot of kids that from outside of Richmond that will come into Richmond for shows, but I feel like I don't see kids that live here uh, go really that far. Unless it's like a, like a fest or like a back-to-school gym or like a big event kind of thing, I don't see a ton of kids like here go other places that much. Maybe like a Baltimore show, sometimes a D.C., depending on what the show is. Sometimes Virginia Beach, but like for the most part, it's just kind of like – Stuff here. If I were to do like everything in the area, like because like I don't know if I think about like Southern California, like you might travel like an hour for a show, like maybe even like a couple hours or something. Whereas like if I were to leave my house right now to go to the show today, it would take me less than ten minutes to get over there, and that's generally the same for other people. Um, but you know, I don't know. I to, if I, I if I could give another message to younger people here, I would encourage them to. Uh, go to more stuff regionally when they can um, just because you get to meet new people make make friends and stuff like I think I made a ton of my friends that ended up being really pivotal to me um, in my kind of hardcore upbringing I think I met a, like a bunch of them at a show in like Baltimore like years ago um, and that's like three hours away from me so um, but yeah no I, I try to keep a tally I try to like I want to know how stuff's going like uh, this year like, been like, I, like I said on that statement about 20 less people than last year by average, but there's probably been like 10 to 20 more shows that have happened, you know, this year. So it's like, this is, this is a little too much, but that's okay. It's like the economy, the economy kind of ebbs and flows and that's, you know, what happens here as well. Okay. I want to take it back to, um, uh, edge day. Um, mm-hmm. you brought that up, uh, breakaway announced that they were, um, playing like their last string of shows at edge day. Oh yeah. Um, was there like, can you talk about the reason why you guys are deciding to call it quits? Um, okay. So we've been a band as of last September for eight years. Um, two LPs, like two full lengths, uh, a couple seven inches, a tour, two tours in Europe, played most every fest here in America. Um, the only thing that like we were collectively really wanted to do together that we weren't able to make happen was go to Japan. That wasn't through lack of trying. I definitely hit people up over there pretty often. But, um, uh, you know, I think what like, over the summer, kind of what I noticed was like, there's like, I feel like a guy, a, a guy in breakaway moved to New York about like a year ago. So getting him down was becoming like more difficult. Albeit he was super willing to do stuff. But we would have practices, like, you know, like, without them. And then if, like, somebody else couldn't show up, we couldn't really have the practice because, like, we don't have three guys. And uh, I felt like writing was turning into more less organic and more like, all right, you know, like, like you know, hardcore is a fickle genre. You know, it's like, unless you're, like, real white hot, uh, you know, like, kids kind of move on from you, like, pretty quickly. 
And, uh, you know, breakaway at, and at this point in our existence, like this deep into it is more so about like a message than like we have, we've ever been or multiple messages. And the kids aren't paying attention as much as they were. You're not really like delivering that message to as many people. Um, so it was kind of like, all right, we need to write more music to, you know, like keep on the kind of like the mind of the, uh, the very like ADD average hardcore kid. And then I was like, you know what, that, that's like not a reason to write music. You should really want to write music because you feel passionate about something and, and like, you know, feels very organic and very real. Um, and so what I first saw myself was I was like, this could end up being not fun uh, in the next year. It could turn into kind of more of an obligation than something that we do as like best friends and like, you know, like people that like, like to play together. Um, and uh, just like, you know, we like, I like thought about it one day and like hit everybody up and was like, you know, I, I think we've done everything that we can do. Cause I think some bands now just stay together just because, and it's like, you know, like I, I didn't want to be that band that kids were like, Oh, I, like, I can't believe that band's still together. I really wanted, I wanted to end up being a band that like someone was like, Oh, I wish I got to see them more or I wish I got to see them at all. Maybe somebody didn't get a chance. Um, so it's all positive. Like everybody in breakaway loves each other. Like we're all like still straight edge. It's nothing like that or anything. Like it's just, we're all, you know, like, Hey, like this, this book, like, you know, it's, it's time to write, you know, kind of like the last chapter and move on to the next book. Cause we're all going to continue playing in bands together, um, like different ones and everything. So it's, you know, it's, it's a positive thing. I kind of look at it more as retiring than like breaking up. And like based off like uh, the online presence, I don't really see guys talking about it too much. Like there was like one tweet that was sent out and then on the um, uh, the, the show you guys are playing in Philly, uh, um, mm-hmm. um, it said uh, last, like, you know, Philly show. So I, I was yeah. kind of curious, uh, is that like by design that you guys aren't really like talking about it too much or uh, is it just well, not, like a huge thing? You no, know, it is. Um, we're not announcing the last show until December third. Okay. Um, and so like we've we've got like the lineups already set. It was going to be a strange matter, so we ended up having to move it. Um, okay. it's going to be a place the warehouse here. Um, so we're going to announce that then. I honestly, I wanted to. There's a lot of stuff going on between now and then. Like, and um, America's Hardcore is happening the first weekend in December. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait until that's over. Cause like some kids that would go to that will definitely kind of like be like, they'll definitely like, you know, probably want to go to this show as well. So I was like, you know, I don't want to like conflict or anything. Um, so I was like, I'll wait till then, uh, to announce that. So it's just like a couple months out. I didn't want it to be the kind of thing, especially now since it's like going to be more of like a, the warehouse is more of like a DIY venue. I'm going to try to find a way to maybe do pre-sale tickets because I know some people from like out of the country wanted to come and I know they feel a little more secure with that. But like, if not, it's going to be a first come first serve and just make sure we can do whatever we can not to turn anybody away. But uh, yeah, so December 3rd, we'll be announcing uh, the last show and our last show is February 23rd um, next year. We might play some stuff other than that Philly show with alone in the crowd in between. Not really sure yet. Um, just kind of whatever comes our way. Uh, we're doing our last California shows next weekend with our uh, dead heat red vision and the stand wise. So we've got, we've got like stuff, but yeah, the, the big announcement has not come yet, but is 
in a couple of weeks. And um, I'm stoked that you guys are going to be out here next weekend. Um, was it important yep. for you guys to get back out uh, to the West Coast before you guys called it quits? Um, well, for me, I really wanted to do it. It just happened to be um, coincidence. We like uh, we're, we were, we're not on Edgewood Records, but that's a record label based out of here that a guy that used to be in Breakaway runs and with some other people. And um, there was a this band Red Vision who's releasing that record today, Stake Your Claim. They like, you know, kind of like little brothers to us. I was like, yo, let me, like, let's help y'all get to California. We'll hit up another band on Edgewood out there, that band Dead Heat, and, um, like, work on some shows, you know, together. It just so happened that we made the decision after, uh, like, you know, after we had this set up months ago that we're like, okay, like, we've done everything that Breakaway can do. Let's, you know, like, like these will be our last California shows, too you know, as well. And honestly, I couldn't be happier about them because they're in, you know, like cool places. There were cool bands. Um, you know, it's near like around like cool people. Like I know that our LA show is like, uh, it's right after, or like maybe like during the last band of like the, every time I die turnstile show downtown LA, it's like a 15 to 10 minute walk from, from that venue to the one we're playing at. So, you know, people can go to both. Um, and like I'll you know get to you know see like some friends that are probably on that tour. So it's just like I don't know. It's all good vibes. Like um, I'm really glad we're able to uh, play there. You know, again, we only in our career got to play California. Like we did like a Sound and Fury. We did a weekend with the Beautiful Ones in Misery one time, and we played um, we played kind of the replacement for uh, what was it called? Destroy LA. Uh, not just talk. That was like an interesting thing because it was like outside, like under like a underpass. And yeah, it was like stuff. super dusty. So you got to play there. Like, what'd you say? Um, it was super dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you, you remember? Yeah, it was like, like all the mulch and stuff. And it's like at the time, I was like, oh, this is weird. But in retrospect, it was like, yo, it's cool that like that happened because I was like, I don't know, for us, like, like I, there's shows under bridges sometimes here, but it's like it's like crust like bands and stuff for like black metal bands uh, and everything. So it was like, you know, do something kind of like that. Albeit it was makeshift was like, it's cool for the story um, and everything. But yeah, so no, it, it was, and I'm, uh, I'm glad we're going to be there. Um, it's perfect timing. So I'm happy about it. Okay. I'm really excited about the show at, in San Diego at the Che Cafe. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And I, like one of the main reasons why I want to go is because uh, the verdict is on that lineup. Ah, yes. The verdict, yes. Yes. Um, why um, are they only playing that date and not the other two? I mean, okay. So the verdict is uh, a vessel to help younger bands from here. Like I had done a band here, like with some some more contemporary friends a while ago. Uh, like few years called Mob Assault. That was the same concept. We only played like one show and had like a demo. I can't remember how many members were in that, but basically when I was growing up, um, I never got to see, well, I recently got to see the band Bar Fight like a year ago. We were at Union of Richmond. And they were very like, they were only played like here in like DC and like kind of surrounding area type stuff. But it was a band from the 90s here that had like multiple singers and they wore like hockey masks and stuff and were like super ridiculous. And I was like, well, I would like watch videos of them. I was like, yo, this like looks so crazy and like cool. And I always wanted to do something like fun like that. Cause sometimes like, 
like like with breakaway like i can talk about like real stuff i can talk about like stuff i'm going through or like stuff i feel kind of like about society and everything like and i appreciate that in bands but i think you need a balance and sometimes you just need to have fun sometimes you just need to be like kind of ridiculous and just kind of wild and you you need those bands out there that are like not taking themselves too seriously um and everything so um Kind of can't, the reason the verdict is like a vessel for like younger bands is I was like, okay, we're gonna put together this band that sounds like Cleveland stuff. We're gonna get like all of our friends in it, so there's like 12 people in it, and we're gonna like, like, like you know, like we decided last second we'd had that demo recorded, but we were like, yo, you guys want to try to play like the Edge Day show? Just like play a few songs. We're like, okay, let's do it. Um, so we played like a few and like went over really well and released a demo and everything. So now kind of like what, how we're doing Verdict is this. If somebody wants to book Verdict, that's like totally fine. What we're going to, I wanted to do is like, when somebody does be like, hey, um, put on like, if, if we can play, we only have like five tracks. Can you put on Red Vision or put on Downfall or put on this band Watchdogs or I'm in another band called Neuromancer. Like uh, that has like a, like a lot of members of Verdict and like we'll play, we'll play some tracks. So we, um, we even originally talked about never being like on a flyer and just kind of like day of being like, yo, what's up? We're playing. So it was like special, but like kind of decided against that. And, uh, the San Diego one, we're like, yeah, sure. Like we'll play, Hey, we might show up at the other shows. Like if we're feeling like it, it just kind of, it's a sporadic thing, you know? And like, like a little element of surprise there. Um, but we don't know. We're definitely playing that one though. That's awesome. That has me like super stoked because like when I I first started seeing people like tweet about it, it just like reminded me of this um, old uh, straight edge band from uh, Redlands, California called uh, Death Star. And oh, dude, yeah, yeah. So I was expecting the minority unit uh, comparison. I I saw less of that than I thought we were going to get. But okay, yeah. um, heard that but i was like no i was like um, when i think of like a million people on stage i think of uh yeah. that band death star so death seeing, star. Yeah, yeah so so seeing like um uh your guys's uh demo being tweeted around i was like okay this is awesome this is something i i can get behind and i listen to it and the music's good and so I, i'm like super stoked Thanks. to to see it live yeah it'll be fun yeah we practice for that uh <coughs> oh let's see we're playing yeah we practice for that like uh this week gonna hit another practice on monday um, and then we're not going to have everybody cause there's 12 people. We're going to have most, so we won't play all the songs in the demo, but we're going to hit like, like, like three of them. Um, but it, that, that's what we played at edge day and it was, it was fun enough, you know, short and sweet. Yeah. That's sick. Um, uh, also for that weekend, um, uh, last year, uh, breakaway, you guys put out like a, a, a Christmas EP. Yeah, um, and I, I think that's really cool. Like, I can't remember the, uh, the last time a, a hardcore band did anything um, holiday related. Um, do you guys have any of those uh, tracks on the set list for the like, uh, next weekend? No, like so, like that was uh, our drummer Sam is like he like was like yo I really like he like wrote all of them that weren't just like he like reworked them all or like converted Christmas songs into hardcore songs like. He was basically like, so what happened at that time was our guitar player had gotten in a car accident and we were just continuing to like do different things to raise money for him. So like we had like a benefit show for him. We like did like some like Richmond straight edge shirts. We like, like, like Richmond like shirts. We like sold to people. And then we also did, um, that Christmas picture disc. Um, which there was like a really limited amount of them, uh, but it went pretty quick. Uh, and you know, we like donated that to him, 
Um, yeah, it was just like, again, kind of back to what I was saying, like, I think we even had some friends that were like, yo, like, don't release that. It's like corny or whatever. Like, you know, it's like, like you guys should be like a, like, like a serious, you know, band, like all the time. And like, yo, like we are, we're, we're a serious band, obviously. But like, you know, every so often it's like, yo, like this is just for fun. It's like, not like, you know, like a big deal. We've never played any of those songs. Like, I don't think we ever will. If we, like DTN does a Christmas show here every year. Uh-huh. If we had been playing uh, that, we might've busted one of them out. But, um, no, I mean, yeah, sometimes there's one song on there that I like that was like an original that we just took lyrics from a song and I uh, just did the music original that was like kind of sick um, that like Sam and I might use for like something else um, at some point in time. Like, but uh, no, it, it's, I don't think I didn't know a lot of people knew about that. So it's cool that uh, you brought that up. And no, we're not playing any of those, but I'm glad that you uh, appreciated that. Yeah, for sure. I I think I I had to ask since like the holidays are like right around the corner. Yeah, right around the corner. Yeah, right now like nobody's even like really paying attention to Thanksgiving. It's just like Christmas is just everywhere out here. So oh, dude, yeah, yeah. So I definitely had to ask about that. I feel like I'd be um like it'd be a miss if I didn't ask you about that. Right. Right. Oh yeah. No. I mean, like no. Good call. Like um, I like until people bring it up. Sometimes I forget that we uh even did it but uh yeah no um i don't know maybe maybe now you bring it up i'll convince uh i'll convince the other guys to maybe do one of them but um no we got a we got a pretty solid set list for california it should be good all right um I, I try to ask people about this um, old like uh, Richmond band that I li- uh, used to listen to. They're not really active anymore. So I was just curious if you mm-hmm. ever um, listened to them or seen them. Uh, they're they're like a Christian hardcore band. They're called uh, Ten Thirty Three. Oh yeah. Um yeah yeah I knew a dude. Um, I knew some of those guys when I was first coming around. <coughs> I don't. I never saw them. Um, I don't really know when they like stopped. I think dudes from it went on to do this band called radio war. Um, and I want to say a guy in it is he's still like around. I think he kind of does like acoustic stuff. I think he's Matt Fisher. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. It's so funny. You bring them up. I'm not really sure where they fit in the lexicon of here because I just like, I can't tell. Um, like, I don't hear people talk about them so much, but I think their shows when they were around were, like, pretty good. Sometimes, like, stuff happens. Like, I, I hear information about stuff going on in hardcore here that I'm, like, kind of surprised about. Like, were they on Blood and Ink or were they on Face Down? Uh, Blood know? and Ink. Okay, so Blood and Ink was, like, based out of here. I think it might still be based out of here. Um, but I've never seen any of the people. Like, I, I've never, like, met the people from Blood and Ink uh like at like at a show or anything so like which is kind of odd but uh i know like that was here and i think that they were on that i i do remember being in high school and seeing their name on stuff actually i think before they were 1033 they were called the emergency and i think this dude billy okay we're, we're gonna do some six degrees here okay. i think this dude billy uh was in it billy mutter because his brother went to my high school and I think Billy replaced the um, a guitar player in Breakaway was in this man Cast Aside. And I think that dude Billy replaced uh, our guitar player was gone when he quit Cast Aside. 
so which kind of makes sense because Cast Aside was like on like was like a much heavier band. Yeah. And I think 1033 kind of played to like that crowd a little bit more, which wasn't as in vogue here. But 45 minutes north in the city called Fredericksburg, it was like real hot, like that kind of style. So they, I bet they ended up playing there some as well. But uh, yeah, I'll have to revisit. I'll have to revisit 1033. Um, I uh, I kind of forgot about him. I hadn't heard about him in a long time. But, you know, there's some bands here that, like, work around in a time period and they really slip through the cracks. There's a ton of stuff that was around when I was, like, coming up that I don't hear anybody talk about now that, like, I'll be going through records and I'm like, oh, I remember this um, kind of thing. I think that's cool. I think that's, like, a cool thing about hardcore is, like, (laughs) finding, like, something kind of off the beaten path and, like, kind of searching, searching for, you know, because it's not, like, regular music where it's, like, you know, you find something like odd and mainstream music or just kind of off, you know, off to the side. You, I bet you can find ample information on it, like pretty readily online But hardcore, because it's like a, such a smaller genre, you find something kind of off to the side and it's like, you got to really dig to get that information. Yeah. Um, you have to like kind of go and try to ask, um, <clears throat> excuse me, ask the locals or try to figure out who knows anybody mm-hmm. like that was like tied to that band. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Huh. It's funny that you bring up uh, Cast Aside because I, I feel like um, my first like experience with uh, um, Richmond Hardcore um, Live um, was like back in 2003. My buddy uh, Steve Kipple, he booked this tour and like where where I grew up, um, we like um, never got shows. So the fact that we were able to get this one show just still blows my mind to this day. But it was um, was it the Allegiance tour? Uh, no, no, no. It was uh, okay. it was a uh, cast aside, blacklisted, and down to nothing. Oh wow, damn, that's a good ass tour. Yeah, um, and this is like in I like I kind of remember that happening. Yeah, yeah, and this was like in like the like yeah, it was two thousand three. I'm pretty sure, and like, definitely before my time. But I remember people talking <laughs> about it. Um, that's yeah, that's a good tour. Yeah, and it's, it, it trips me out because like um I I grew up um in like the um, Palm Springs area. So we didn't okay. have like real venues. Like we're booking uh, shows at like the YMCA or like I'm um, having to rent yeah. out like banquet halls. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So it, it still uh, trips me out that we're able to get something like uh, that big, like so long ago. Especially that time period. I feel like, <laughs> like not, maybe not as so much see it and maybe not so much tax side, but like those other two bands, I feel like were probably hot right then. So that's definitely like a big one. Yeah, do you have um, like any like interaction with the guys from Down to Nothing? Since you're oh, local? they're like older brothers to us. Like, okay, dude. Like, I mean, like I was hanging out with like their singer like last night at uh, Saves the Day show. Um, yeah, they took us to Europe for the first time. Um, David's on our last record. Uh, he's on the phone manufactured, um, which actually the part he's on is a nod. It's a, it's like a line rip from a cast aside song. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's like, I don't know, Jared like lives out there now. And like, that's my homie, like Spectre's a doctor here. I don't get to see him that much because he's a doctor and he has like a baby. I think he's got another baby on the way or maybe he already had his baby. But, uh, and then, um, I, I run into their guitar player, Alan sometimes. And, uh, Asian Matt is the other dude that plays guitar and he's in this band dead and dreaming here. And, um, you know, I, I see him like it shows and stuff. I don't know. Like those dudes are like such a cornerstone to hear. And like, uh, like people that play hardcore here are like pretty accessible. 
um, because albeit there's a lot of people at shows, it's like like still like not a giant city. So you run into people. I feel like I run into people like I know from hardcore like here every day. Like I could go anywhere in town and I'm gonna run into somebody and be like, oh, like what's up, man, or um, whoever. But uh, yeah, no, DTN's done really right by us, and um, I don't know. They're just like they're the kings of here, so you know I pay respect. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, obviously, like uh, seeing them at shows and like singing along and like screaming about Richmond and like I'm not even from there, yeah. so I I think it, yeah. um, it's always cool that they were like always like put on for their city or your guys' city. Oh, dude, that's like that's you know that's huge. I mean, I feel like they kind of got that from like a veil because a veil was really that way. And then um, they're really that way. In turn, like my band became that way uh, for sure. And like I, you know, even like infusing that into little stuff, like into like verdict, like talk about Richmond and those songs. Like I think uh, if you can, if you can be proud of where you're from and like what is created uh, from wherever you are, if you're in a, a place that has like enough, uh, you know, like, enough bands, like enough history, like you know, enough of a culture, I think you could be. Um, you know, because it's it's like I, I think kind of like the the doom of like some cultural aspects of hardcore is like I I think there needs to be a healthy balance and like being interested in like what goes on in the genre as a whole, but also like I think a bit of regional or, or like or kind of like city pride is like sort of important too, because it's like you know like it was, I don't know I, I think one of the things I really liked about been in the hardcore when I started traveling around and touring is like okay like we're in this city what are these kids into we're in Atlanta what are these kids into like we're all in Long Island like like what are people in Long Island into like or we're in like you know, like like this part of California like what are they into like an Oxnard or something like what are they into here you know kind of thing and because the internet and everything's so accessible now it's like that kind of like like kind of washes that away a little bit because you can kind of just see like everything um you know, that everybody's into everywhere. So you, and like, you know, nothing wrong with it. You can kind of like pick up different things, different places. But um, there's definitely some distinctly like Richmond stuff that makes here like different from like other places. And I like when I go to places that are like that. I like when I go to like California and like, I feel like I'm at like a California show. Or I like when I go to Detroit and I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm distinctly at a Detroit show right now, you know? Um, but yeah, no. So like DTN, like being like real proud of the city and stuff. Like, I think that really, uh, really made everybody else that way too. Or, or you know, kind of pushed everybody to kind of be like, yo, like living here is sick. I want to show us here is sick. Like the people here are sick. So, um, you know, if anybody listening, like if you have the ability to do that where you live, I recommend it. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I was able to, to like see that in person because uh, um, this past Sound and Fury, I I was um, able to catch a nosebleed and oh yeah, they rule. Yeah, and um, while Nosebeat was playing, I noticed, uh, you know, there was, like, you know, all the dudes from, like, Brace War, like, Division of Mind, like, everybody yep. um, was just, like, you know, like, in there showing support for, like, you know, like, their, like, hometown band, and I'm guessing, like, they're all friends, but I, I, yeah. I said that, that was just, like, a cool thing to see, because, like, you know, obviously, like, none of them are from California, but they were all still up there down to, like, show, like, you know, all the support. Yeah. 
No, it's funny too. Is that like even like it can be it can be like kind of clicky here. Not like anybody has like a problem with other people, but like <laughs> there's distinct styles of individual and like you know like you might be into these bands here or like 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 on kind of the other side of the thing you might be into these bands. But I've always really liked it out here, and I noticed this at FYA last year is that yo, Richard Vanzer, you go out of town, it's like we're all like one family at, at, at that point. It's like okay, like bands from home are playing like that's my team right now you know and, and like they'll like show support kind of going back to what i was saying earlier here sometimes you get kind of like or like i said earlier like are these bands playing like ah like they're not playing this show okay i'm gonna go to the next one i won't i'm gonna skip this one you know kind of thing but if people travel together out of town it's like and i'm glad like, i kind of heard that it was like that in california with like nosebleed don and brace war and stuff so like, that's cool to hear. Because um, like, that's the thing is, like, I make, like, uh, usually the benefit stuff, but, like, I'll make, like, Richmond Straight Edge shirts or, like, Richmond shirts and, like, sell them to kids around here and, like, encourage them, like, yo, when you go to shows out of town, wear this shit so people know where you're from. And if they see you having a good time with your friends and, like, you know, having a good time with, like, these bands and stuff, what that's going to do is they're going to be like, yo, those people are having a blast. They look like they're, like, you know, like, loving this. I want to go to where they're from. So it's almost like, for me, it's almost like an advertising tool where I want people to travel here, you know, for shows and to kind of experience like what shows are like here and like, uh, and you know, have a good time and like being like, Hey, I love that. Keep coming back. Like I know some people that like have moved here because of hardcore and like, like that's the reason they moved here. And like, that's crazy to me. And that's, that's I love it. That's awesome. Speaking of um, people traveling, um, I know a, a lot of people travel out there for United Blood Fest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I, I've never been because like, I'm really bad when it comes to traveling. But um, I was curious, yeah, like, um, do you have um, like any hand in that? Yeah, um, I run all the social media. So anything you see online from UV is me. Um, Braces from Brace War and Foster from Brace War are the two dudes that do that. Um, they like put it together, get the venue, like get the bands and everything. There's usually a preliminary time period here where I offer a bunch of suggestions to braces, um, and stuff. But, uh, this year, like I, I, it's like, I offered them a bunch of suggestions early on. We like met up about it once. Um, and now it's kind of like, like I think it's awesome. Cause he's like, you know, he's like in his thirties, like older. Like I think, like years ago, you kind of come to like a liaison, so younger, like what are younger people into to like put on the festival. But him being like a dad of like three, like business owner and all that stuff, I think he's handling. He just knows what's hot right now and hasn't really like hit me up that much this year for like, like hey, who should we do? Because um, I'm hearing from like really good bands that like yo, we just got confirmed for the fest, like. I'm like, we're excited to come and I'm like, Oh cool. Like I didn't even know, you know, kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, that's braces and foster. Like that's their baby. And I'm just, I'm the guy who like tells everybody about it. Um, cause I run a bunch of like Instagram pages and Twitters and stuff. So like promotional stuff, but, uh, yeah, no, I love doing that. Cause that's like my favorite weekend of the year. So I'm like always really happy to be a part of it. Yeah, and it, um, do you know is it going to be like the same venue that it's always at? Is it the yeah, it's going to be Canal Club. Okay. Um, yeah, they're not changing it up. I miss when we had Alley Cats uh, in Kingdom, but um, you couldn't do it as big there. That's like a five hundred cap venue. They probably like overstuffed that like a little bit, and like Canal Club is like double that. Um, 
but I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the, the years where they were like, maybe like, oh, are we doing one at like a canal club? And then next year we're going to, it won't be like, it won't on paper be as big, but it'll feel just as big because it'll be sold out at this like venue down the street. that's just like a little bit smaller, but uh, now we just do it at canal club now. Um, and uh, no, it's, it's, it's cool. Like I, for big shows, that place is definitely chill. Yeah. Like every video that I see from the, uh, canal club, like to me, it looks small. It's like, uh, you can get like a thousand people in there. <coughs> oh dang. Um, that's, that's pretty big. Yeah. Well, here's what it is. Okay. If you do just upstairs, it's 600. You and I have blood weekend upstairs and downstairs is open. Downstairs is for merch. Upstairs is where bands play. But okay. it's like, it's like a, like, like I think like on like I think like I'll put it this way. I think like like legally it's like a seven hundred, maybe like a, maybe like a eight hundred like legally. Okay. And then you get like a thousand people in that. So. Um, Damn. So it's like yeah. So I mean it's like and that's like that's just like ticket holders too. That's not even like really including like band members and stuff uh, and everything. And and it still doesn't feel like you're not like like bumper to bumper with people. Like you're still like good, um, but uh, no, it's cool. Like it's that's awesome. I, I I've heard some ideas for this year, and I think if uh, they go through, they'll be really sick. Yeah. When do they normally make the announcement? Uh, it's it's much more um, it's much more casual than other events like Sound of Fury and like this is hardcore in reverse of that. We generally it used to be December. We've generally been doing the announcement now since, since it moved from March to April, we like kind of bumped it up a month. Now we kind of do the announcement in January and it's like somewhere in the middle of January. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I normally like, um, like looked at you guys as like the, like the first like fest of the year. Cause you know, there's like, yeah, there's always a fest going on, but that was like, um, uh, that was before like, uh, FYA was like bigger cause yep. I, I, I didn't even know about that. So like, I'm for right. me, it was always, um, United blood was always like the, the first fest and they would kind of like set the tone for the rest of the year. Yeah. I liked it better when it was in the last week of March. Um, but I think there was a venue conflict one year and we moved it to the weekend after or races moved it to that weekend after and they just kept it there. And I, I, think, I think for a minute people were like, oh, but like Damage City's that weekend, like that's like a conflict or whatever. But honestly, I think it's kind of a, like a, I think it is a positive thing for both events because they're very different from one another. And if yeah. a kid wants to travel out here and go to one uh, and, you know, maybe also go to the other, they can like do like a day at one and a day at the other. Um, whereas previously, if you were traveling from somewhere far away, you'd have to come out here for United Blood the weekend before and then you have to go back home or stick around here for a week and then go to the next one. Um, so I, I think this way it's like, I kind of like benefits. So, Cause I definitely know people that are like, Oh, I'm going to Friday United blood. And then I'm making the drive a couple hours North to DC Saturday to, to like, you know, go to damage city. So I, I think it works out, but um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to see braces today. I'll probably, I think I hound him more than he hounds himself in like the regard for like, like when we're going to announce himself, he's just like, you know, with him, He's the master of that. He's just kind of like, it's ready when it's ready. I'm like, okay, like, you just tell me what to put on the Instagram and I'll do it. Um, how far is that drive up north to DC? 
Physically, it's an hour and a half. Logistically, it can take up to three hours. Um, it is some of the worst traffic. I think the only, I think the comparable traffic in America is it's a debate between how bad LA traffic is and how bad DC traffic is, and it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It's like the taillights, like like a sea of taillights down the highway. And I think it's just because DC isn't very big, and I think it's everybody trying to like everybody bottlenecks into it, and you just it's like you know it's just it sucks. Like I, we're leaving after we're leaving for California after like Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving Day, and we're gonna like drive up at like two thirty at night, and I bet there's still gonna be a little bit of traffic. Damn, that's crazy. I I think traffic wild, is like, <laughs> yeah, I hate traffic so much. Like, yeah. it makes me like stressed out thinking about it sometimes. Like, I'll just like want to leave like a lot earlier just to like avoid it. Avoid it, yeah. Yeah, and you really can't there. You kind of like there's times where it's gonna be worse, but here it's like you're gonna hit the traffic. But if you leave at like ten in the morning, like uh, it's you're screwed. Like you're in the, you're gonna get around DC like at two, and you're gonna like sit for a while. It's ridiculous. Okay, um, bring it back to to you and like music. Um, so breakaway calling it quits in um, February of next year. Um, I know you, you have uh, the verdict um, neuromancer. Mm-hmm. Are you going to um, yep. do another band or um, what's uh, your like, idea of the future? I think I'm going to do one more. Um, this past Halloween, I did like a cult, like a misfits cover band with, uh, with like some dudes that used to be in breakaway and, um, a guy like uh, a couple of guys that are in like naysayer and like breakaways drummer Sam. And, uh, we had a really good time doing that. And, um, Chad from candy hit up Sam and was like, yo, I saw videos. Y'all sound really, really good. You guys should do a band like that. Like normally. Um, and so I think we're going to like, I think Sam said he like demoed a song. He like sent it. Well, he did. He, sent, he demoed a song and sent it to us. And I'm probably going to go track vocals on that sometime soon. Just kind of like see how it goes. We don't have like a name yet or anything. Like we're throwing some ideas out. Like we have some visual ideas. But um, yeah, I'm probably going to do something like that. And then like Verdict doesn't require a ton of uh, like, a, like a ton of maintenance. So it's like vertical play. We'll just fill up and play places. Like maybe write some more songs next year. Neuromancer, it's like I'm kind of waiting for Neuromancer is two dudes in Red Vision and Downfall. And they're super busy with Red Vision and Downfall. So I'm going to kind of wait um, until, like, after California, maybe even after FYA, until we have kind of, like, reconvened there and, like, figure something out. But I think we're going to be doing a weekend with this band from here called Enforced at the end of January and take some spots up north. And that'll be our first time out of the city. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I got, I got sporadic plans. I'm going to kind of see which which ones work which ones hold but you know just like keep doing all of them on um, have a good time yeah um even though uh breakaway is going away it sounds like you still have like a lot going on and like something cool things lined up in the future yeah yeah no dude that's the thing is like i, I like breakaway is stopping because it's time for breakaway to stop but like it's never gonna be time for me to stop like so you know like that's not a big, you know, that's not a big deal. Four people in Breakaway are also in Verdict as well. So it's like, we're going to keep, 
it will be like worse. It'd be like the same thing, just like a different a different vehicle. Um, but uh, no, I mean, like this, not to even like be like like this guy, but like uh, this stuff's my life. So like you know, I don't like you know like want to like stop doing anything. I'm, I'm always gonna want to kind of be doing at least something in some capacity. Um, because you know I I think balance is important. And I wouldn't want to just do work, and I wouldn't want to just do play. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's always interesting trying to find the right balance, um, especially like um, in life, because um, like yeah. you know sometimes I, I feel like like what I'm doing is like the right thing, and then I, but I'm always like questioning myself. So um, I, I definitely get with you wanting to try to find the balance between work and play. Yeah, and um, For sure, no, yeah. But what about um, like bu- uh, booking shows? Is that um, something that you're fond of? Are you gonna keep doing that in the future too? Oh uh, no, yeah, I'm definitely not doing something like that. Like uh, that at this point is like like uh, that. I'm gonna hope to turn kind of into my my main focus. Um, you know, kind of post breakaway. I mean, it's always been like a huge focus of mine anyway. I've been doing it for like I guess. I don't know. I was trying to pinpoint this last night. I've put together shows since I was like very young, like 14, 15, but I, I guess I'm kind of like, I think maybe 19 or 20 was when I really started like really doing it. Um, so I'm kind of like creeping up to that 10 year mark there. And you know, if kids keep coming, I'm going to keep doing it. Is kind of how I look at it. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean like, no, I'm definitely not going to stop doing that. And, you know, and like, you know what happens is sometimes I'm like, man, like, you know, I think like, man, it's like we've like like done like all these bands here, like all these like these combinations, like I mean, like what even can like I do, like or my I do or braces do because he books like a lot of shows here too, or like anybody else in the scene that books shows. And there's luckily an ample amount of people. So what can any of us do that's new? And then like two months later, it's like, I see something. I'm like, Oh shit, that's cool. Like, like, let's do that. Or somebody else sets up a show that I'm like, damn, that's a good show. Like, you know, so there's always going to be new bands. There's always going to be a new vibe, a new wave. And you just, you know, you present it, you work with it and you know, like hope people show up. And, um, you said you started, uh, you started booking shows when you were younger. How'd you um, get into that so young? Cause I feel like there's so much work involved in getting like a show together. I can't even imagine doing yeah. anything like that, that young. Uh, um, well, I was in a not very good punk band and nobody wanted to put us on shows. So I was like, well, I'm going to set up my own shows. I mean, also Richmond back then too was like pretty seedy. Like, it still has aspects to that, but like back then it was like, I remember playing like, I think I remember playing a bar a lot when I was like just starting college at like 18 that like I would book shows at and straight up it was like, you walked in, you're like, oh, they're not passing any kind of codes. And like, you just tell like, oh, like they probably don't even have their liquor license in this place, you know, kind of thing. So you'd find places like that, warehouses, punk and hardcore and metal is such like a, like a cornerstone to like this city culturally that like the resources are, are just there. I just, sometimes I'm sitting here thinking about like venues I've gone to and shows I've gone to. And I'm like, damn, like what a cool spot. Like some of them don't last very long. Some of them like, you know, like go on for a while, but like you, 
people can get lazy, but you can you can always find something here to set up a show. Maybe it's a house. Maybe it's like a, a weird restaurant. I went to like uh, see his name Ford from Japan this week, in the back of this like I don't know what kind of restaurant it was, but I never really been in there. Um, and it was awesome. Like you know, it's it's like uh, that young. It was just like I wanted to play shows. I was you know in a band. I wanted my band to play. I would like set up shows. Like it would never really come out of pocket. It would just be kind of like okay, here's what money we do have, and nobody ever really pressed me for anything. Um, I think I did a show at, I think the only time it's, it only happened to me a couple times in my life where I like was like short and couldn't pay anybody. But uh, I was like super young. And I was just like, I barely have a bank account. I'm in high school. Like, you know, um, but uh, yeah, so I just like, you know, started doing that then, like working with bands that were just local and then just eventually, you know, work my way up. So it's definitely interesting. It's funny that you bring up like uh, shows happening in like um, random like places like a restaurant. Um, did yep. you ever see that uh, video of that band playing in a Denny's? Fuck yeah! And that, you know, I saw that and I was like, "Yo, that looks <coughs> sick." I would be fucking amped. Someone's like, "Yo, there's a show popping off at Denny's." I drop whatever I was doing and be like, "I'm I'm there. I'm there right now." Like, I think that's just awesome. I love seeing like. Like that shit's rare too. Just like random shit. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, how did they orchestrate this? Like, did they like know somebody that worked there that was about to quit? Is the Denny's closing or something? Where it's like, is the Denny's on hard times and they're just like, damn, we really need any extra money we can get? And like some guy in the kitchen's like, well, yo, my friend like plays in bands. Maybe we do do that. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, I I, I love stuff like that. Yeah, I I remember seeing. It. I'm like, there's no way that this could be real. And I was just like watching it. And I'm like, this is so crazy because like, I I think of Denny's and it's like, okay, they're like like a corporation. Like, how are they letting like a show happen in their restaurant? And oh, you, like, you know, oh, you, you know that was probably a one time thing. And like, you know that was like the kind of thing where it was like, Denny, like corporate Denny's did not know about that. Like. You know, if they did, yo, shout out corporate Denny's. Maybe there's a clause in their contracts for their franchises where it's like, oh yeah, you can have live events here if you want. Yeah, it, it's it's so crazy because like um like I said earlier, growing up out in the Palm Springs area, like we were having shows in random places. But since I moved to Orange County, um, mm-hmm. we've had these like um, staple venues forever since before I lived there. So it's just like I don't really get to experience like those like weird like places anymore. Yeah. What you got, like PBW, I remember that being around. Um, program. Shoutouts program. Program yeah. is uh, still there, and I, I think it's so crazy and so awesome that um, that's a thing because, like, they literally barely move any merchandise to let the shows happen. They probably move, like, a couple racks, but they have all their like vinyl that. and shoes out during the show. Good. Yeah, and it's cool. Like people definitely respect the spot. Nobody steals, and it's just all like they're all there for like the music. Yeah, that's like the one spot out there that like we never really like. I really wanted to play that we never got to. Um, And I was hoping that was gonna happen this tour, but it's like couldn't work out. But still, like I've seen videos, looks cool. Yeah, um, bands uh, pop through there all the time. Uh, yeah, I can't no. remember the the last time I was there, but there's always like cool shows happening there because um, they're like pretty lax about like booking and just as long as everybody like respects the spot, like n- normally it's fine. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean everything I've seen there, like the crushing, like Trail Live videos, Candy videos there, like 
all of it looks real sick. Um, you know, like a dead heat video there, I think. Uh, yeah, it's one of those spots that like there's so much shit going on there all the time that you just see the random videos all the time. But you know, I, I love a good staple, you know, so that's tight. Um, one band you mentioned earlier that I wanted to ask you about was uh, Naysayer. Um, oh yeah, uh, they used to come around a lot, but I, I feel like they've kind of slowed down. Um, yeah, they definitely have. Uh, um, do you talk to those guys, or do you know yeah, any of them? Yeah, I'm like mad at homies of them. Yeah, like uh, we've like done like a weekend tour with them. Um, a dude that's in Naysayer right now used to be in Breakaway. Uh, Gary was on our first seven inch, like he did a guest spot on there. Like those guys, that's like another like older brother band. Like they embrace more and they say or like kind of like the bands that like showed us like this is how you do it. Um, and uh, yeah, and they say used to grind. I'm really good homies with. Uh, I mean, I with all of them. Now I think about it, but it's like Scott, uh, the guitar player. Um, he did that Misfits cover band uh, with me and everything, and like he's gonna be in that new band I'm in. Um, but uh. He like works at like the the barber shop that the bass player of uh, Brace War like owns. He like owns a few barber shops in town, and uh, Scott works there. So like a lot of us also like work in the same field and like, work together, uh, and like see you know like I said see each other all the time. But yeah, dude, I love Nathan. Gary, like their singer goes to like almost every show, um, and he's like older, like. He's like still skateboards. He's like in his mid thirties. Like, just he's sick. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, no, those guys, those guys rule. Um, you know, like their twelve inch and their first seven inch are just like embedded in me because they, they like they were also like oh no, these things are actually pretty important to me now. I think about it. They're the first, the first like Richmond hardcore band of like that was like real hot. That was like yeah, we're gonna let you book us. Cause I had like a show and I was like, yo, we all play. And I was like, they're going to say no. And I was like young. I'm like 19 maybe. Um, and they were like, yeah, we'll do it. And I was like, Oh wow. Sick. Like they're like one of the first ones to give me a shot. Um, yeah, they rule. Yeah, they're awesome. That's cool. That's really awesome to hear. Cause, um, I remember I, I loved, um, Nace era. I, I still like them. They're, they're cool. I wish I would see them more. I wish I would come around, but I remember yeah. the first time I saw them, it was, uh, San and Fury t- 2009. Um, yep. I, and I, I remember um, they weren't like on the lineup. They were doing like a secret set. And I remember okay, cool. um, the morning uh, um, before they played, I, I saw like a bunch of guys wearing like uh, naysayer tank tops. This is back when like tank tops were like the most popular thing in hardcore. Tank top HCG 2008. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So like I saw like all these guys like wearing naysayer tank tops. So I started asking around. I'm like, yo, like where'd you get that tank top? And everybody would just told me they're like, oh, like stick around after Swamp Thing and um, naysayer is gonna play oh, like two songs. Yeah. And I know that tour. Yeah, I know that tour happening. Yeah, so um, after Swamp Thing, like I, I told all my friends, I'm like, yo, like you guys got to stay. Um, like naysayer is gonna come up, and sure enough, that they did. It was like the sickest thing. It was, it was so cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they rule. They're just like a, they're just a good hardcore band. They just make good, straight up hardcore music. They're solid. Um, yeah, like uh, I, they kind of slowed down at one point in time. Um, uh, and like a dude moved to Pittsburgh, and then they like, uh, like, you know, they already had two guys living in uh, New York, 
so it was like real spread out. Um, so that kind of that kind of like added to them, like not doing as much. But uh, I, I, I hear some rumors. I'm sure you're going to see some stuff in them soon. All right, that's uh, good to hear. I'm definitely going to keep my eyes open yeah. for that. Be on the look. Um, so as far as the future of Richmond hardcore, um, what are there, uh, some of the younger bands or newer bands that we should be like, uh, looking into or listening to? There's so many and it's like so sick. Like it's just like, you can, uh, you know, the stuff on triple B and the stuff on Edgewood is just like, like the hot stuff. You got division of mine LP coming out next year. Nosebleed. I don't remember if it's a seven inch or an LP coming out next year but those two will get us being enforced uh they recently announced they're going to do a like a record on war records out there um with a g andrew which is sort of from strife um so they're coming out with something uh you know my band verdict we're gonna keep playing some shows next year uh you know like i've we got neuromancers talked about doing a record with somebody um and uh so you know hopefully that comes to fruition next year as well you've got like to the Edgewood stuff, she's got like Red Vision. Uh, they rule. Downfall is like my probably my favorite younger band, and like the singer lives with me, um, and a drummer. Shit, he's in uh, Red Vision too. Like uh, Downfall fucking rules. They're gonna be doing some stuff. Shit, Race War came out with a new record this year, um, and I hear rumor that they're gonna write another full length. She got them, um, and uh, like heavier stuff. It's just been Watchdogs. There's not really a lot of bands here like that, but like. They kind of like for like a certain kid scratch that itch, um, and they're always on the road. And I think they go out there like a fair amount uh, for a band in 2018. So you know, like you got them. Um, you know, I mean, like I do. Two dudes from Candy live here. I do from Candy, New York, but like you know, like the bass players like still here and stuff. And it's like we kind of claim them, you know, a little bit. So obviously, Candy food, uh Best LP of the year, in my opinion. So, like, you know, like them. I mean, they're they're taking over. Um, and uh, man, I'm trying to think if like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm like forgetting stuff because it's just always like a lot. I hear about new bands uh, coming down the pipe. Damn, I'm really trying to rack my brain here if there's, if I'm like leaving anybody out that I know has got like plans for new stuff or like came out with a record this year. But um, yeah, it's just. There's a lot of stuff, you know, it's just like, it's a hardcore town. So it's just, you know, keeping it going, keeping it moving. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's cool that, um, there's that, uh, I think it's a, a Twitter or Instagram. Is it a Richmond hardcore? Is that ran by you? Oh yeah. I run that. Yep. <coughs> yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's cool to have something like that for like, you know, um, that particular area, because like out here, like there's one for like all of like Southern California, but not specifically for like, you know, certain like parts. Cause, certain cities and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I think it's cool that you guys have that one specific for Richmond. Yeah, no, I mean, it was like, I like um, a friend made that years ago. He ended up moving to California, but um, he made that and I took it over and yeah, man, just like, you know, I use that. Because there's a lot of people in Richmond that are like, yo, I'm kind of more into just the punker side of stuff. Or I'm kind of more into just like, not like, I feel like metalcore isn't like big here at all. I go to those shows to pass out flyers and there's like a lot of people at them, but like, I don't know about if there's any local bands like that or anything. 
but um like but you got metal which is really big here and everybody kind of crosses over a little bit like like I'll, I'll go like i went to like this show this week and i'm seeing dudes from like um like it's a punk show but there's like some dudes from some death metal bands here and like some like just like some bigger metal acts you know there whatever like some people from like division of mine were there and nosebleed and stuff so like why that instagram is helpful because it's like if you're kind of into like um there's a record label based out of here called great mistake and there's one called no way that was on the more punk side of stuff and so it's like if that's kind of your like your general wheelhouse i post every kind of hardcore show that happens here so you can go to that instagram and be like oh i'm into stuff like this um like so i'm gonna follow this oh then you know maybe you see like another show that might not be your general thing but you're like, hey, that like that look looks hype. That looks big. I'm I'm gonna go, um, you know, like even like, you know, you you even get like like dudes like like going. To, you'll see like dudes from like municipal wasted stuff. We're very rarely you'll see people from like you might see like a like a Lamb of God guy somewhere, um, you know, kind of thing. But like like I said, it's not a giant city or anything. So you, you know, and subculture is big, so you run into. Uh, you know, a lot of people. So uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm glad you know about that Instagram. Um, and it, that's I'm hoping that's a good resource for people. Yeah, and if anybody who's listening that's from out there that's not following it, that I feel like you should be, um, especially because like I feel like there's been like you know some shows that I didn't know about, um, and uh, you know I'd have to go look on Instagram and be like, oh, I, I missed that show because I wasn't following like that particular Instagram. So I feel like yeah. since you're like like kind of like a central hub for all that, like it's definitely like a good tool that people should be utilizing. Definitely, definitely, and like for like, and I get it to you know, if, if you're new to town, there's a college here, so there's new students in town all the time. If you're new to town, you like hardcore. That's the that's the Instagram you go to, like you get like the address for like a like a show that might not be public. It might not be like it might be at a house or something, or at like a warehouse or, or something like that. Like you go there, you message it, like you know, like hey, like I'm trying to go to this, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, that, that's at Richmond hardcore shows. That's like where you need, you know, where you go for all that information. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely add that to the show notes. So people will be able to just click it and cool. find it easy. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely send them there. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I feel like um, this might be a good place to, to end it. Um, sure. Is, uh, is there anything that you would like to plug or um, anything coming up that you'd like to shout out before we say goodbye? No, no, just like, like I said, at Richmond Hardcore Shows, follow that for shows here. Um, at BreakX Away for anything Breakaway oriented on Instagram or Breakaway XXX on Twitter. We announced in the last show, December 3rd. Um, you know, United Blood announcement in a couple months, you know, coming through. It'll be in April. Uh, but yeah, man, like that's it. Just, you know, like, uh, hardcore is my life. And I hope anybody else who feels that way. Uh, understands and uh, identifies with some of my passion. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, thank you, Ace, for coming on. Uh, this has been another episode of the Jamie K podcast, Always on Top.
See the light. 